Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Pop a top again. I've just got time for one more round. Set them up, my friend. Then I'll be gone and you can live. Alrighty, welcome back to episode 29 of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast. Coming to you, it is right now, it is uh, Monday, April the 8th. By when you guys listen to us, it will be Tuesday, April the 9th, which means on Wednesday, April the 10th. Um, the NHL playoffs start. But before we dive into that and give you a full breakdown of how we see things panning out, we briefly want to talk about a topic that was recently kind of, um, you know, it was it was trending last week. We didn't we didn't do an episode, so we're gonna talk about it now. The AAF, um, obviously, the league folded, um, kind of went down, kind of shittily. We just want to talk about it. Shittily. Like, yeah, like why? Like why did it fail? What could have saved the league? Um, so. I mean, I have some thoughts. Travis Ball, you go ahead and kind of give your kind of two cents on it. I just do want to point out that it's also 840 and we are not watching the national championship. So I am firm on my word of boycotting it. So, fuck it. Yeah, you guys are going to call me a shitty uh, sports podcast host, but I didn't get to watch any of the games on Saturday. I was knee-deep in wedding planning, so I have an excuse. Um, um, yeah, either way. About the AAF, I mean – it's just bad. Like, I kind of feel bad for the players, but everyone – I'm going to also go on the other side here. Everyone's, like, super feeling bad for them. There's, like, GoFundMe accounts for them. Like, get the fuck out of here. If I get fired from my job, I'm not going to get a GoFundMe account started for me. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I, I, I don't know that was going on. I mean, it does suck for the players. From what, The stuff that I read, I cannot wait to watch a documentary on it. People are calling it like the fire festival of like pro sports. I'm sure that they have, were paid decently enough to get away home and figure things out. It is shitty. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, what were they doing before this? Nothing. But Exactly. So, I mean, like, I do feel bad in a sense, but I also don't because it's like, if you're good enough, you should play in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, besides the point, I mean – the entire league was basically brought down by the owner of the Hurricanes, Dundon. I can't, I don't, can't remember his first name, but he mainly – basically he, he invested in the league to, so they could make payroll week one. As soon as I saw that story come out, I'm like, okay, this guy's coming in now to invest so they can make payroll. This shit's not going to fucking work. It's not run properly. So he decided to shut it down. But I was reading some more on it, and he basically invested in the league and like did that because – he wanted to – he saw the sports gambling app, uh, implications on it. He wanted to develop an app, like a live sports gambling app, test it at the AAF, and then sell it to the NFL whenever sports gambling becomes completely legal. And I guess he just said, fuck it. I don't really care about it anymore. I don't see this league's going to go to, in the toilet in two to three years anyway. The NFL is not going to adapt a gambling app for the next five to ten years. So I, I think mean, he said, fuck it and shut it down. With the – with a beginning league like that, all the money you're making, you probably need to turn around and put it right back into the league. And he wasn't, he was put it in this app, which obviously went down the shitter as well. But I mean, the league that's not going to get any money put towards it is just going to stay put where it's at. Also, it doesn't help at all. Half the teams were in terrible markets and it was just Birmingham. It was, fucking it was an awful idea from the get go. Like, also, like what? Not now. You mentioned that people said the XFL is going to fail because seven out of the eight teams are in markets with NFL teams. The only one not being is in our hometown of St. Louis, which we all know got fucked over by, by the NFL. I think that's the exact reason why the XFL will succeed because they're going to have football in these markets that love football in the springtime when there is no football going on. Yeah, I mean, it not try sense. to not yeah, not try to dump them in like you said, like a Birmingham or some shit like that. And not only that, but, like, the overall, like, marketing for the AAF was terrible. I didn't even know about the AAF or what it really was until we went to Memphis for the Mizzou Bowl game in late December. Yep. I, I didn't, didn't know, know Memphis had a team until then. 
I didn't know what it was really until I looked it up then. I had to go to the fucking city to find out what it was. I had heard about it, but I didn't know when it was coming. I, I had know. seen commercials about it, but I was like, what is this? Yeah. That's another thing I want to say. Like the, the AAF seemed like it seemed like an idea that they were had been thinking about for a while, these investors. And then the XFL announced that, hey, XFL's coming back in 2020 and AF's like, fuck, we got to get ahead of it. We got to come out in 2019. So we're, we're, we're ahead of them. And I feel like just everything was rushed and the way it was set up, like how only certain players could play for certain teams. Cause they went to certain colleges. That to me was the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard of. Like I'm pretty sure Johnny Menzel shouldn't have, shouldn't have got to play for Memphis. They better play men. It's because it's because the team released his rights. So then the next team gets it. I don't know. Just the whole thing was Terribly put together, terribly funded, terribly ran, and I just think the XFL will do better. They've had one opportunity. Vince yep. McMahon knows what he's doing now. I feel like to a point, everyone knows the XFL's coming. I'm not saying it's going to be the next NFL or last tons of years, but it'll definitely complete a fucking year. Oh yeah, well the first XFL actually completed a full season. They just so they this will at that. least complete. I could see this going like three or four seasons. Yeah, and then, you know who knows? Maybe it will can event will eventually turn into a minor league for the NFL. I feel like that was the AAF's bread and butter, and they were like, "Well, let's see how it plays out for a couple of years." When they couldn't afford to do that, like you just said, Vince McMahon knows what he's doing. The XFL failed the first time around. That was two thousand one. We're eighteen years removed. By the time the XFL rolls around, we'll be nineteen years removed from that. And the WWE has come so far since then they have their own network it's not just vince in charge he has triple h yeah they they've grown a lot over the last like even two years yeah they have their own network they hired guys like pat mcafee who i think is going to have an immensely huge role in the xfl whether it's him in the booth for them or whether it's him coming down on the field to punt some balls and they and they mic them up or something like that like the content the xfl is going to produce is going to be so much next level compared to the AAF, that it's not even going to be comparable. And I feel like just because of that, they'll be able to succeed. And the fact they have their own network, that's huge. The only reason I can't see it being a developmental league for the NFL is just because I think just the rule difference. Roger Goodell and fucking Vince McMahon will never work together. In a and, and just the fact that it's supposed to be more extreme. I'm, not, I'm sure it's not going to be as crazy as what it was back in the day, but it's not going to align with the NFL's rules and the AAF kind of did. Yeah, but – um. Yeah, and if you guys ever want to check out a, a, a cool documentary about the XFL, ESPN did, did a 30 for 30 called This is the XFL. It's, 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 pretty, it's pretty neat. Like, Vince McMahon tried to turn it into a lot of more WWE style. I don't think he'll do that this time around. Like, have personalities and, like, storylines and shit like that. Yeah. Um, so that's our take on the AAF and the XFL, um, which pretty much does our intro for you. But I just want to recap our gambling lines. Jared hasn't put out any in a couple of weeks, so he's still 30 and 31. I am 52, 47, and 3, which brings us to overall on the year of 2019, 82, 78, and 3. Just to be fair, I haven't put out any lines because Travis doesn't ask me because he runs the social media accounts. If he asked me, I would definitely give him some. He knows damn well he can give me any whenever he wants. Well, dude, I am so fucking busy. I can't – I like literally like I don't – that's not the first thing I think of when I wake up on a Saturday morning. So, Well, you know what? If you if you want me to give some out, to ask you. If you definitely if you want me to give some out, you can definitely need to ask me because Jared will have some lines this week. Hockey playoffs starting, which is yep. our whole episode and what we're talking about. So here goes our trending topics: NHL playoffs. All right, like Travis said, we're going to talk about all about the NHL playoffs. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to give full breakdowns of each and every first round matchup. Then from there, we won't go in, into as much depth about the other matchups. We'll just give a brief synopsis on the rest of the brackets and how we think it's going to pan out and who we see hoisting Lord Stanley at the end in June. So we're going to start in the East, and we're going to start with um, the number one seed of Tampa Bay Lightning versus the second wildcard team, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Travis, how do you see this, this uh, series panning out? I can see you kind of playing fucking Mr. Upset here because I heard your take on Columbus earlier on in the week. Um, I, th- I mean, obviously this one's easy, but it might not come as easy for the Lightning. Um, I don't think the Lightning, who have had one of the best seasons in the history of the NHL, 
um, will let their season end in the first round. I just think that they're too good for that. I know Columbus just got a shitty draw because they, they came in hot. They did. They're steaming hot right now. Um, but I can see the Lightning taking this series, and it's not – I can see him dragging it out to about six games. Um, yeah. So if you take, there's, there's rarely ever any sweeps in hockey. Yeah. If you take um, the Lightning, they're minus 400, so that's kind of a risk. But if you take them in six, it's plus 350. So. Okay. Okay. I didn't look up gambling odds for you guys, so that's going to be all Travis. Um, I mentioned I mentioned to Travis earlier in the week. I think it was might have been might have been yesterday. We were hanging out that I liked Columbus. Like coming in, like Travis said, they're hot. Um, they're seven zero and one to finish the season. So um, you know they, they're coming in blazing. They had a shaky lineup change at the trade deadline. They acquired some pieces. I don't think they really meshed together until you know late March, early April. Um, however. For the Lightning, Nikita Kucherov scored 128 points this year, so he's an absolute fucking monster. Like Travis said, record-breaking year. Um, they had a record-tying 62 wins, and the goaltending in this in, in this entire series is going to be phenomenal. Um, listen up to, to this one. If you do anything, I would literally take the under in every single one of these games between the Lightning and Columbus because the Lightning's goalie is Andre – Vasilevsky. Uh, Vasilevsky, 39 wins. He led the league. He led the league in that. And Columbus's uh, goalie, Bob Roski, was second in the league with 37 wins behind the Lightning's goalie. So they had the two best goalies in the NHL, according to wins. They both still have pretty good other stats. However, you look at Columbus's goalie's record in the playoffs, he's 5 and 14, um, like three and a half goals against. I just don't see Columbus being able to over, overcome that um, and just lightning's too much. I have them actually winning in five, but peep the under on almost every single game in that series. All right. That takes us into the next matchup, which will play the winner of that is the Boston Bruins versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, it's a two, three. This is another, this is a series that I think is going to be really good. Yep. Um, I, the Maple Leafs are the three seed, but I don't think they're a team to fuck around with. Um, they have a lot of young talent, but coming in, they've only won three of their last 11 games into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And the Bruins have one of the best defenses in the league. They rank third in goals allowed per game at right around two and a half. And they're also third uh, in power play percentage. Uh, so at 26% of the power plays they execute a goal on. Um, so they're, they're looking hot. The Bruins are always good. And the Maple Leafs are kind of on – they're hitting the bad streak at the wrong time of the season, uh, only winning three of their last 11. So I'm going to take the Bruins in five. Bruins in the Ooh. series are minus 160, and five is plus 400. Ooh, five. Like Travis said, I think this is going to be one of the best series in the first round. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Uh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. The Maple Leafs haven't advanced in the playoffs since 2004, so it's been a while. They lost in heartbreaking fashion last year in the first round to the Bruins, as a matter of fact. They were up, and then in Game 7, they let up four goals in the third period to Boston, and Boston ended up winning winning the series. So imagine that. They're winning. 
They're up going into fucking the last period of game seven and the Boston just scores four goals on you. So it's going to be a rematch. I think it's going to be a thriller. The Leafs have John Tavares on their, on their side this year, which obviously doesn't hurt. He's a phenomenal forward, phenomenal player. Um, but the Bruins having home ice advantage in this series, I think is the key and is huge. They're second only to the Lightning this year at home. They've won 29 games at home, or 29-9-3 and three, um, at the at, at the TD. Uh, they play at the Garden, right? So um, yeah. so they're, they're 29-9-3 at the Garden. Um, and the goaltending trends, the trends of goaltending is big in this one for me because Tuka Rask struggled to start the year but finished strong, and the uh, Maple Leafs were the exact opposite. So I'm a firm believer in taking the hot hand, like Travis said. Also to mention, also to mention that the light, that the Maple Leafs trended downward at the end of the year. Um, so I actually think that Boston wins this one, but it's going to be in seven. <clears throat> seven, that's a push. I'm thinking it could be in between. I know five is a bit of a stretch, but I don't know if it's going to go seven. Uh, so maybe take it at six if you're feeling frisky. Um, moving on into the other half of that side of the bracket, you have the Capitals versus the Hurricanes. Um, and yeah. this one is one that could probably get overlooked because the Capitals are a one seed and the Hurricanes are a wild card. I guess that would be two. They're, no, they're, they're, they're the first wild card. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Wild card one. Um, And I'm going to call for an upset here. Really? No. It's a bold one. I was looking into it. Um, The Capitals don't impress me in any stat category because I don't watch a whole lot of other other teams during the season. So I'm pretty much going off of what they've done and how they are. Um, And just plain and simple, the Hurricanes put the puck on the net. And that's why you loved the Lightning earlier on in the year. They're first in shots per game in the NHL, and they're 34. They're third in shots against with 28. So that differential there is huge. If they can keep the puck on the net, I think they can pull it out. I'm going to go Hurricanes in seven. Also, because the Capitals have lingering injuries with Oshie, Backstrom, and John Carlson that might cause them to miss some games if they get banged up within the first couple, which could be an even bigger factor. Carolina's plus 120 in the series, and in seven games is plus 550. So we are literally on opposite ends of the spectrum in this one. The Carolina is going to the postseason for the first time in 10 years. Um, they have a very young roster, uh, and that's where I think the big differential is. I didn't really write, write a lot about this series because I don't – and like you said, maybe I'm overlooking it. I have no idea. But the Hurricanes roster is super young. Ovi's summer parting after them winning winning the Cup obviously didn't, didn't hurt his season. He posted another 50-plus goal season, um, and he's going to give those young guns some hell. I mean, the Caps are also 4-0 against the Canes this year, and I don't see the, the defending champs going down this early. I don't have them making it very super far or even going back to the Stanley Cup final, but I don't think they go down this early. I'm actually taking the Caps in four. All right. Well, I am picking an upset. Because this is the only upset that I thought was, was like I guess worthy of picking. Because all the other ones I didn't like the matchups, and I looked more into the Hurricanes and I liked them. Yeah, well, I mean, just to let you know, like I have an upset coming, but it's I I, I didn't I didn't like that one. So I like that upset. I just I wasn't impressed with the Capitals, and they've always been there. So it's got to be their time to lose, right? Yeah, they're always there, but they always choke at some point. But anyway, we'll move on to the next one, which is the number two seeded New York Islanders. Versus the three-seeded Pittsburgh Penguins. Who do you like in this one? Um, this pretty much the stat that I'm basing my whole series prediction off of here is the fact that the Islanders rank 22nd in goals per game. So they don't score. It's hard to score. And in this, I guess this season, which I've been paying attention a lot more, is where goalies are so inconsistent and letting up so much more goalies and they still can't even score. They're still down there. So just because of that factor, I have to pick the Penguins. So sorry, New York. I guess just stick to baseball because I'm going Penguins in five. Minus 150 in the series, plus 550 in five. I like that. Um, this was, was – I, I originally wrote down the toughest series for me to pick, but now I go back to it was probably the Boston-Toronto Toronto series. It was toughest for me. Um, the Islanders, obviously they lost John Tavares at the, at, in, in the offseason last year. And they are back in the playoffs for the first time since 2016. However, 
My big thing, Travis just said the fact they don't score. My big thing against the, Island, the Islanders is their lack of having a go-to goaltender. They are, are split duties between Robin Leonard and Thomas Grice, or Grease, however you want to say his name. Um, so they have split duties. And I just have seen that time and time again. The lack of not having a consistent goaltender kills teams in the playoffs. Um, Pittsburgh has experience. They're going to the playoffs for the 13th year in a row. Sidney Crosby just posted another 100 points, uh, another 100 point season. So the kid is fucking phenomenal. Um, and at the after spending a lot of time on the IR this year, the Penguins goalie Matt Murray actually finished the year very, very, very strong. And much like the Bruins and Leafs series talked about earlier, I'm leaning with my first quote-unquote upset, I guess you'd call it, and I'm actually picking Pittsburgh to beat New York in six. Yeah, I wouldn't even consider that upset. I mean, the odds have the Penguins in favor. Well, I said upset. If you look yeah, at the seating, upset by seeding. Yeah. Um, so that does it for our East. Um, I guess. West. Yeah, let's go to the West, and then we'll go 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 to other rounds. Yeah, the West. We got the the one seed, the Nashville Predators playing the wild card one, the Dallas Stars. Um, two of the top five defenses and goalies in the NHL face off. I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair throughout the whole series. Um, and because I have the other one seed and the Capitals losing, I don't see another one exiting again in the first round. I, and the Preds are just the stronger team here. They're coming in winning seven of their last ten. They're hot. Um, I would go as far as to say to take the under in most of these because of the defense and how good it is. Because, I mean, two of the top five, you don't get that. Probably going to be pretty boring. I got Preds in six at minus 170 on the series, plus 406. Not to mention the Stars are super banged up, lingering injuries, and Ben Polak, Ben Bishop, Zuccarella, and Nishkaskin. Not sure of the severity of those injuries, but still like the fact that those all those guys are day to day will affect the amount of like playing time they get. I feel like every hockey player is day to day at some at, at one point or another. But I, mean, I, I was looking it. at like the injured list and not a whole lot of the playoff teams have like many guys on day to day, especially like all these guys are super big factors in their game. Yeah. So, um, so like you said, the Preds got hot at the right time. You know, they're like at the end of the year, they were hundred percent healthy for like the first time all year. Subban, a lot of the other guys were, you know, spent time on, on, on the uh, IR DL. Um, they finished the year eight, two and one. They also have a punishing defensive line. They tie the Bruins for the third fewest goals allowed in the league. They have a stellar scoring defenseman as well in, in, in Roman Yossi, who was second on the team with 56 points. So the, don't – no doubt about it, Nashville stacked. And this could very easily be the, the Blues or the Jets could be playing the Stars right now. However, I'm glad they're not because I absolutely think the Stars are a lot better team than what a lot of people are, are, are giving them credit for. Their goaltending duo of Ben Bishop and Anton uh, you know, Kudobin is fierce. It looks like it looks like Bishop is actually going to get the nod in the playoffs, um, and they were second in the league in goals against per game and fifth in block shots. Bishop also leads the league in save percentage at nine at point nine two three. So, with the defense, I think with I mean Nashville came in hot. I know it goes against everything I've kind of said so far. You know, riding the hot hand, I think it has to cool off at some point. I think the Stars can do that. I actually have an upset here. I have the one seed Nashville Predators going down to the Stars in seven games. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Um, but saying that, we move into the Jets versus the Blues. Our St. Louis Blues, the three-seed. Blues, baby. Playing the two-seed Jets. And I'm not happy that we have to pick this on podcasts and publish it for everyone here. It scares me. I didn't want to play the Jets. I would have rather have played any other team. Well, here we are. When I looked at it, like I would have read, like Preds my first choice because the Blues were four 0 against the Preds. Yeah, this year. But uh, also, I got to looking at it, and the Jets are bottom five in shots per like letting up shots per game. They let up thirty three. They're in the bottom ten in penalty kill. The only thing that they're that they beat the Blues in is power play percentage, which isn't that much more. But the Blues have a pretty good power. Have a good, our, good our penalty kill is top ten. Yep. And they beat us in goals four, which again, Blues goals allowed is top five. Yeah. So I am going to just go out on a limb here and say it might be a little bit closer. I'm going to go Blues in seven here. 
Blues are the favorite in the series, minus 125. And then seven is plus 500. Yeah, I mean, since Bennington took over in January, I mean, this team is just total, like, even the numbers you threw out there could be so skewed. I would like to look at those numbers from when Bennington took over as full-time starter to now and see yeah. us versus the rest of the league because I guarantee you we're probably top five in damn near every category. Um, they've allowed the fourth fewest shots on goal since Bennington took over, which is a great recipe for winning in the postseason because, like Travis said earlier, and, and I'm big on this, he's big on this, putting pucks on the net is the key to, key to success. Could tip off a skate, could tip off, you know, a, a, a stick, whatever. Um, but the Blues are allowing the fourth fewest shots on the net since Bennington took over. Vlad Tarasenko has came on very strong within the year, especially since Braden Shen came back. That line of Ryan O'Reilly, Braden Shen, and Tarasenko is fucking dangerous combined with Petrangelo and Pareko. I mean, I'd put those five against anybody in the league. Um, I think that may be one of the best lines in the league, and I call me biased, but it is solid. Winnipeg, though, they do have three solid 30-plus goal scorers in Lane, Connor, and, and uh, Sheffley. Um, Sheffield, or however you want to say his name. But what kills it for me for Winnipeg is their goalie situation. It's not ideal, training downward, um, and, you know, I just think that's kind of the, the differentiator there. Um, STL hasn't played Winnipeg since earlier in the year. They're a completely different team now. I'm actually taking the Blues in six. All right. We both have the Blues. Could be dangerous. It's our team. We'll see. Got to pick him. Can't stray away from him. Um, going on the other side, we have the number one overall in the West, the Flames versus wild card two, the Avalanche. Um, and I have the Avalanche. I mean, they are. They're, they're the weakest team in the playoffs. They got in with only 90 points. They don't impress me much in really any factor of the game. Um, and I do think this could be the sweep that we see. I'm going with a sweep for the Flames and four, so bring out the fucking brooms. Um, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. This, since 2005 when the lockout happened, there's been a first round sweep in 10 of the 13 years. Okay. So, it's pretty prevalent. Um, flames are minus 230, but in fours plus 800. So, okay. if you like the Flames for a sweep, Avalanche are super weak. They're not good in really anything. Um, yeah. So, I already took my sweep with the Caps over the Hurricanes, and I'm not going to take a sweep here. I actually – and, again, this is crazy to me. I think this series is going to be tougher for the Flames than what a lot, what a lot of people think. Um I mean, I don't know. The, the Flames are solid. They have five players that have 70-plus points. Um, but they have a less than stellar defense. Um, and the Avs' top line is – the, the, the Avs' you know, top line is insane. Nathan McKinnon had 99 points, um, and he had two other guys behind him at 87 and 75. However, the depth kind of falls off. That's what I was going to say. How good is it after yeah. the top line? The depth falls off. Um, so I think that's what's going to kill them. However, I think with a lot of offensive weapons on that top line that the Avs have, and the Flames' defense was less than stellar. Again, they don't really have a go-to goaltender. They have, they have like that that split that split goalie thing that I personally do not like. Um, I think Calgary wins, but I think it's going to go a lot longer than what people think. I actually have them squeaking it out in seven games. Wow, completely opposite. We have a lot of the same winners, but. Not the uh, not the distance. So that takes us to our final and last matchup of this first round. 
the two-seeded San Jose Sharks and the three-seeded Golden Knights. Um, let's go. Let's let you go first here on this last one. All right. Um, as you guys remember, if you guys listen to our podcast, you know regularly, you we talked about the hockey around February time, um, and we all both picked the Lightning as our favorites, obviously, in the Cup. But the Sharks were my like, dark horse candidate. Like, if I had to pick anyone else besides the Lightning, the Sharks were on my radar. Um, and that still holds true. I think they have eight players that that posted fifty plus points this season. They also have the sixth best power play percentage in the league, which obviously. If you convert on power plays, you're in a good spot. Um, Vegas, however, landed a veteran defenseman at the traded line and Mark Stone, and he actually helped drop their goals against average from 3.22 down to three, which may not seem like a lot, but one guy you know helping that out is is, is good. And Mark Andre Fleury obviously probably probably loves that. However, Vegas rode a very very stellar performance last year. I think they they got a lot of luck, and that Vegas luck kind of runs dry. Um, I think San Jose is the better team, and I actually have them winning in six games. All right, yeah. Um, I think this will be a solid series to watch. I'm a huge fan of the Sharks, as we have previously mentioned, so we both love the Sharks. The Knights scare me. Their power play game, um, scoring only 16.8% of the time. They rank pretty low towards the bottom, and if you can't capitalize off the power play, that's a huge that's a huge factor, especially in postseason play. Um, but both these teams put the puck on the net a ton, but they also don't let up a lot of shots on goal per game. They're like both in the top five in each category. So it's going to be interesting to see what they can do to spark their offense, um, which is kind of brings me to my conclusion of the Sharks have been there more. The Knights are what, a second year team, third year team? Second year. Yeah. Last year was the first year and they went to all Uh, over the cup. So just the experience and them being there. um, I, I still think to look for a lot of overs in this series because they put the puck on the net a shit ton. It's going to be like some five fours, six threes, shit like that. I'm going to go with a stronger team here, though, that's been around longer. And I'm also taking the Sharks in six. Very uh, nice. Our Sharks first- minus 115 and six is plus 550. Here we go. Here we go. So, All right, we're going to roll into the second round here. So we're going to roll into the East. And I am going to let Travis talk about it first. So we're going to go with the winner of – um, our first two series you talked about. So I think we both had the Lightning. The Lightning and Bruins. Yeah, we both have the Lightning in, the, in Boston. Travis, who do you have winning that one? I mean, we're just going to pretty much touch on these a little bit. I'm not going to go into super big detail. The Lightning, I think if they can get past the Blue Jackets, which is the hottest team in this little quadrant or this part of the bracket, they shouldn't have too big of a problem facing the Bruins. I think that the Blue Jackets would be able to beat the Bruins. So I'm going Lightning here over the Bruins. Same here. I mean, Boston, I have them actually going seven games with um, the Leafs, and I think they're going to be exhausted. Um, light, the Lightning are going are gonna to get some get some rest, um, and you know, I have them winning in five. So I think with the rest, playing an exhausted team, they're going to ride that in good goaltending. I have the Lightning beating Boston in six. Yeah. So we both got the Lightning advancing there. Into the next one, <clears throat> we have a little bit different of matchups. Um, you have the Caps versus the Penguins. I have the Hurricanes versus the Penguins. Hurricanes' luck for me runs out. I mean, they beat the Capitals, but the Penguins are a very good team, always are. Um, so I think they get the easy kind of matchup here, and the Penguins roll on to that Eastern Conference final. Yeah, I agree. Um, not to spoil anything, but uh, the Capitals, yeah, I mean, they're the, they're the defending Stanley Cup champions, and you know, if you look at it, the Penguins did win back-to-back cups in 16 and 17, so it's happened recently. But the Caps won their first cup ever. I don't see them able to be being able to repeat, and I think that kind of runs dry. Um, again, you know, they fall here to a tough Penguins team who has sol- who's getting solid goaltending at the right time. That's a big thing for me from from Matt Murray. And I actually have the Penguins winning in seven, so it's it's going to be a tough one, but I have them winning in seven against the Caps. All right, so we both have. Lightning versus Penguins in the Eastern Conference Championship. Let's move on to the West, uh, where we both have the Preds and Blues. No, I have the Stars and Blues. Oh, yeah, the Stars and Blues. Um, so <clears throat> I'll just go with mine first, the Blues versus Preds. Uh, Blues are 4-0 in the regular season series, which I think can kind of help carry on because I think we played them at least three times since we got our shit together in January. I have the Blues winning this one in seven again so it's gonna be tough for them i have them going seven and seven but the blues winning making it to the western conference final 
Mm, that's going to be brutal. That's going to be brutal. Um, I have the stars and the blues. Um, and I said all along, I told Travis this, if you're my friend at all and have heard me talking, the stars were like the last team I wanted yep. to play in, in, in this corner of the playoffs. But um, I think the blues can win this one. Ben Bishop is a solid goaltender. Um, but Jordan Bennington, I think is kind of, you know, something about that dude's psyche and the way he like talks and carries himself. I think he thrives in situations where he's not supposed to. And that's where kind of where it comes to light here. Um, they're uh, playing aggressive hockey um, right now. And I think that's what sets them apart, especially in my series, they'll have home ice against the stars. And I think that kind of sets them apart. I actually, the blues beating the stars in five. All right. So another scary note, we both had the blues in our Western conference finals. Who is going to play them? Um, we both have the Flames versus the Sharks. Um, I think we're kind of leaning the same way here. We both like the Sharks. Um, the Flames aren't that strong of a one seed. I know I had them easily getting past the Avalanche, but I don't think that they're going to have a good time with the Sharks. So I have the Sharks beating the Flames in five. Yeah, my thing is I, I, I base this a lot on the Calgary, Calgary getting a lot more gas in the Avalanche series than what people uh, people think. I have Calgary losing, uh, winning in seven against against Colorado. I think that's going to be the, the big thing. You know, they played a tougher series in the previous round than what San Jose did. Um, and I think with that, San Jose being solid, especially in the power play, um, is going to be huge for them against a lackluster defense in Calgary. So I have San Jose beating the, uh, beating the Flames in six. You have the Flames playing seven going deep. I have the play- Flames – playing four, which could also lead to them sitting on their ass longer. That's true. And kind of getting rusty. So either way, we have a very similar, no, the exact identical, identical finals matchup. In the East, uh, we have the Penguins versus the Lightning. Uh, you can kind of take this one and see who you have. I'm sure we have the same one. I mean, Tampa Bay was mine and everyone else's pick back in November to win the Cup, and a lot of people think they're going to fall on their face and – I guys, I'm not. I look for every single way possible because I am not really high on the best team. They're like top three in everything, dude. They are fucking solid. Like Travis said, one of the best teams ever, probably to ever do it. They're historically great, um, and I just don't think they they slow down here. Um, Pittsburgh is a great team, but they've gone through the gauntlet. I have them playing seven games against the Capitals. I have them playing a tough series before that against. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head who it was. Who did they play in the first round? Penguins. Islanders. Island, yeah, tough series against the Islanders in six. I think they run out. I actually think the Lightning beat them in five in the Eastern Conference Finals to go to the Stanley Cup Championship, Stanley Cup Finals. I can see that. I actually had the Lightning also in five. I mean, they like I said, they're top three in almost damn near every category. I know usually the team that wins the President's Cup doesn't like historically do that great. Uh, in the playoffs, and typically they don't win. But, I mean, you just look at this team. They're amazing. They have the best goalie in the NHL. They have, you know, one of the best point scorers in the NHL. I mean, they're just so good that I don't think um, that the Penguins can kind of keep up. I mean, I have them in five, maybe six, but I definitely don't see this thing going seven. Yeah, me either. Which moves us on to our Western Conference Finals. And it scares me that we both have the same exact thing. It scares me we both have the Blues there. Both have the Sharks and the Blues going head-to-head, a rematch of the 2016 Western Conference Finals. Um, who do you have here, man? I'm very, very curious as, as to which way you're leaning. I have to revert back to the results of the 2016 Conference Finals. I just don't think that the Blues have it in them, nor did I want to pick them to go this far and kind of jinx them. I mean, the Sharks just – in 2016, they kicked their ass, and they really haven't lost a lot of pieces since then. They've been damn good ever since, um, and I think that they, they're able to beat us in six. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. I just – every way I looked at it, I could not – like St. Louis has played – I would love to be wrong. Don't... Amazing hockey down the stretch, and I think literally like every other year you ask me, like I've always said my entire life the Blues are the Cubs of hockey. They always choke. They get there. They can. They can never make it. They can't hack it. I think this year's different. I think Craig Bruby has his team playing on high cylinders. They're having fun, which is something that I don't think a Blues team has ever done. They're having fun playing the game. They have a solid goaltender, and I'm. I mean, I'm going to say like Jake Allen isn't a horrible backup. If you have to go to Jake Allen, it's not the fucking. It's not the end of the world. 
He's not well, bad if the defense is playing good. If the exactly. If he's bad, he's fucked. The defense has been playing well, though, since Wellington has been the starter. So, like I said, like top, like fourth fewest shots on goal since Bennington, since Bennington took over. So, I mean, the recipe's all there. I don't know, man. I just think something's different. The team's having fun. Um, and the big thing for me is, and here, here, here's the kicker. I will be on a tropical island in St. Lucia during the fucking Stanley Cup Finals. And if there's anything knowing about my luck, I have the worst fucking luck, luck in the world. I will be in an island drinking fucking my ass off and eating and eating my ass off, which is fantastic. But it'll be during when the Stanley Cup Finals is going on, and what in a country has probably never even fucking heard of an ice skate. So, hey, Jamaica has a bobsled team. They might have hockey on down there. Bro, this fucking Saint Lucia is like twenty miles away from Venezuela. So, hey, you know what? Anyway, <clears throat> middle of fucking nowhere. They probably don't even get hockey down there. I probably won't be able to watch it. So, knowing my luck, the first time the Blues ever make it there, won't be able to watch it. I don't know, man. I I think, I think I think it's different. I have the Blues in seven, clinching their first ever Stanley Cup berth. I tried to I tried to think about it every other way, but I think if they get past Winnipeg, the road's there for them. The road is definitely there. The Sharks will probably be a very very tough test next to Winnipeg. It doesn't matter either way if you're going to be able to watch it. You might as well save yourself from misery because yep. I have the Lightning hoisting the cup at the end. You can't not pick them. I don't know though. Because we both picked Duke, and they're the obvious favorites, and they went down. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't mind seeing the Lightning go down, but I can't bet against them. Nope. I cannot physically put money against them. Their odds are plus 180. Everyone else's are, like, in the thousands. It's just ridiculous. So I got the Lightning. It's insane. Yeah, I do, too. I, the Blues luck runs out, but for us St. Louis fans, I mean, just a berth, just getting there would be enough for me for Dude, it'd be amazing. Like 10 years. For 10 St. Louis would go nuts. It would be an awesome time. I cannot wait for Wednesday. You guys yeah. will hear this tomorrow. It's going to be an awesome fucking week. Yeah. Um, I do I do have the Lightning winning also. Yeah. I have Lightning winning six. Speaking of what Travis was saying, I'll go, I'll go and let you finish your, finish your thought. I just want to finish mine. I do. I would have the Lightning beat in some five or six, I think. I think yeah, whoever they play, they're going to win can, five or six. I don't, th- I don't see the Lightning going seven games with anyone. I don't think I've had them going seven. Uh, with any team, so they, they'll beat them in five or six. Like I said, it's too kind of close to call now. Obviously, we a little we went a little bit down the rabbit hole and kind of just predicted the whole thing. We both have the Lightning winning. Jared has Lightning Blues. I have Lightning Sharks. Either way, pretty similar, I guess. Brackets. What? what yeah, we're pretty similar. What I we will have say, like two or three games different, maybe series. Yeah. What so, I will say is that. I think that the NHL playoffs are by far and away for in my eyes, and I'm not even a hockey. Like I can sit down and watch football. I can sit down and watch, I can sit down and watch basketball. I can sit down and even maybe watch some other baseball teams. But when it comes regular season hockey. I can't. And when it comes to postseason hockey, like to me, if you have if you have a dog in the fight, you have, if you have yeah, a, that's what I was gonna say. If you have a team that's playing, yeah, it is by far and away to for me the most thrilling thing that the, the best postseason out there. I mean, I'm sitting there on the edge of my seat, like fucking shaking of nerves. Like, it's like, it's not like football where you can, where you can sit on the ball. You can sit on the ball. You can run it. It's not like basketball you can score in 10 seconds. Yeah. It's not like basketball where whenever you're up, you could fucking go on a 20-0 run, and that game, game's pretty much over. Baseball's, baseball playoffs are also fun, too, because you have to pitch to the guy. You have to give him a shot. But hockey, man, you could be down three goals going into the third period, and you still not think it's over because you can score bam, 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 just like that. And it's just – I don't know, man. It's just something about it. I, I love it. I cannot wait till Wednesday. It's I'm been- so pumped for Wednesday. We're excited. Um, before we go into the outro, we hope you guys love the new logo. We got some awesome feedback for it. We did. We did. Um, we love it. We're excited to get some new shit out there. Fill out an NHL bracket. If your guys does better than ours, maybe we'll send you a free t-shirt your way. You never know. But if you fill out an NHL bracket, send it our way, tweet it at us, and we will keep that shit just in case it does better than ours. Hey, everyone. As you know, we've been recording with Anchor for about a year now, and honestly, it's the best way to record a podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because A, it's free, B, 
There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm actually recording this ad from my phone, and they'll distribute your podcast to you for free to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and like 10 other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership required, and it makes everything so simple. If you want to start a podcast today, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yeah, so like Travis said, we're going to go ahead and do the outro. Um, I mean, it's, it's a big sports weekend this week. I mean, there's another thing that I want to talk about that I don't think we have time for. Uh, but we're not going to talk about, obviously, it's the Masters, you know, the, the fucking, the granddaddy of them all. Um, if you're not into golf, you should maybe get, if you, if you golf and you don't watch golf, you should start. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean it's, it's fun. I'll probably catch a little bit of it. Don't have a lot of plans this weekend. Um, besides watching Blues Hockey and Game of Thrones, which we can't talk about Game of Thrones because fucking Travis doesn't watch it. I'd love to talk about Game of Thrones. Because um, Nope, never. Final season premieres on Sunday. Anyway, we're going to talk about who we think is going to win the Masters, like straight up, like who we think is going to win, and then obviously best betting odds. Now, I could be up to the, the picker's interpretation, like what do you think? Like, the favorite? Mine's kind of the same. Like, yeah, who what, do you think, what do you think the favorite or who you think is going to win is, is your best bet? Or if you have – Somebody you think, hey, I think they're going to win. And then here's a guy who might win, kind of a wild card, you know, throw okay. five bucks down. I mean, I Rory's the favorite. He's been playing pretty good golf, uh, especially over the last, like, he finished out last year strong. He's been doing solid this year. So he's the favorite at plus 700. So that's not even bad to put your money on. Um, I definitely do think he will finish top 10, top five. I, Dustin Johnson's my favorite golfer, but he always finds a way to choke because his short game is absolutely terrible. Um, my favorite and who I think will win, maybe not think, but like who I'd like to win, Tommy Fleetwood, dude. This guy is on a heater. He has been solid over the last, like to start the PGA season. He's at plus 2,500. Fucking let's go, baby. Tommy Fleetwood, locks of love. There you go. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't watch a lot of golf like Travis does. Travis is way more into it than I am. Um, I'm looking at it right now, and and like Charles said, I looked at it up. And I know Rory's been playing great golf. When's like has he's won the Masters before, right? He has not won the Masters. He has won. So he, that's the thing. He could almost complete. So he's close so, to a Grand Slam. Rory's missing the Masters of his Grand Slam. Yeah. So I think I don't. Know, and he's the favorite. So call me a fucking homer, but. I just think it, it's his time. Looking at all these other guys, like I know DJ's won one. I know Tiger's won one. Like uh, Justin Thomas has won one too, right? JT's won one. I don't know a Masters. I don't, he hasn't won a Masters. Uh, that guy can get that guy can get fucking bent. He's a chode. Um, yeah, I, and that's the thing too. Like for me, I, I never usually pick somebody who I don't like, and I don't like a lot of golfers. Yeah. Uh, so so I, I, mean, I think I think Rory is your so you think is Tommy Fleetwood like your you think he's going to win and and your best bet? I like him, yeah, I like him as a best bet, and I would, I mean, obviously, I'd like I'd go Rory if I was wanting to go like that, but I think Tommy could easily do it, not easily, but I definitely think he could. I'm going Tommy, so I'm going to go Vanilla. I think Rory's going to win. My best bet, I like Brooks Kepka, dude. The, yeah. dude, the dude played solid. The dude played solid. fucking unit. Yeah, dude plays solid golf. He's plus twenty five hundred, um, so he's he's a step below Tommy Fleetwood, along with Jason Day and Bryson DeChambeau and Bubba Watson. Bubba's uh, thirty three hundred. Not today, Bub. Bubba is. Yeah, Bubba's thirty three hundred. I'm looking at Action Network. They have him at plus twenty five hundred. Anyway, um, I think Rory's going to win. So even like Travis, that's that's not bad at plus seven hundred. But I, if you want to like dark horse guy that you want to root for, like come come uh, Masters Day like Darren Lawson did back in 2011 when he picked – when he was – we were sitting in our fucking apartment in freshman year of college and it was the final day of the Masters. And Darren knows nothing about golf for those of you who know Darren. And, like, the leaderboard scrolling across the screen and my, my roommate Sam – Charles Schwartzel. Yeah, my roommate Sam at the time. Darren goes, Charles Schwartzel. I like that name. That guy's going to win. Sam said, fuck off. I think he was, like, six strokes back with, like, fucking 12 to play. Went on a heater and like just fucking won the whole goddamn thing. It was hilarious. Um, it's crazy. So you're looking for a dark horse to maybe watch on Saturday or Sunday? Maybe, maybe check out uh, Brooks Kepka for me. So yeah. So if you listen to this um, and you have time Saturday Sunday, catch a little bit after they make the cut. Obviously, you don't have to watch them Thursday and Friday. Um, bet on it. It's fun to bet on. You don't even have to bet on who's going to win. Um, 
you can bet on like their scores and a bunch of different other shit. So it's a, it's a fun time. That about does it for this episode and our outro. Uh, We're going to be coming back next week with a full NBA playoff breakdown. We'll, we'll, we will revisit our preseason NBA picks, see how they did and also give you kind of like a episode like we did here, breaking down each of the series and uh, going for that. But I mean, NBA is not near as exciting as the, as the NHL. Yeah, no, not at all. So if you're not a Blues fan, if you don't watch the NHL, you probably won't enjoy this episode or the playoffs. But if you do, it's going to be a kick-ass time. Go Blues. Go Blues, baby. See you guys on the other side. Got the horses in the back. Horse stock is attached. (laughs) Hat is Matty Black. Horse stock is attached. Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I got the horses in the back, horse stock is attached. Head is mad at black, got the boosters black to match. Riding on a horse, ha, you can whip your Porsche. I've been in the valley, you ain't been up off that porch now. Nah. Nobody tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing. Can't nobody tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing. Riding on a tractor, lean all in my bladder. Cheated on my baby, you can go and ask her. My life is a movie, boy riding in boobies. Cowboy hat from Gucci, wrangler on my booty. Can't nobody tell me And I'm Mike, and we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.